I'd like to just begin by praying. Um, Ernie, thank you for sharing this morning about Gideon's and uh, appreciate your ministry um, with Gideon's International. Um, they're, they're doing a work all around the world and that's, that's wonderful. Um, I love it. All right, let's pray. God, we come to you this morning thankful that we have the opportunity of having peace. Uh, we have peace because we can be reconciled back to you, God. That's through Jesus. Thank you so much for that. Um, and then there is peace that you can give to us on a daily basis. Just because we have a relationship doesn't mean that we always feel peaceful. Life can be difficult. But God, you are a God of peace and you continue to minister to our needs. And I thank you for that. Lord, I pray that you would teach us right now from your word. I thank you for this opportunity that we have to come together. I pray that the words that I share would be only in agreement with what you have revealed to us. And may it be given by your spirit's power today. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. All right, I'm going to... Try to go back to the, um, yep, there we go, that slide there. <clears throat> this verse was read this morning here. Um, I'm not sure if it's my clicker that keeps on doing that or not, Coco. Um, Coco, if we can go with the next slide there. This verse was read this morning, Isaiah 9, verse 6. And this is a verse that we see oftentimes this time of year at Christmas. Uh, we began to look at this last week. It says this, For unto us a child is born. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. We looked at that last week. Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. You see that verse this time of year, don't you? You see it on coffee mugs. Um, Coco, just as I'm talking here, go ahead and scroll through these. You see these on coffee mugs. You see them on T-shirts. You see it on uh, wall art. Um, I went by a church this last week, and it was on the reader board, on their digital reader board. The verse was up. This is a, this is a verse that we have. It comes this time of year. Um, last week, we looked at the fact that God is our wonderful counselor through Jesus he is our wonderful counselor. We need a wonderful counselor. He is our wonderful counselor. Jesus is also given the title Mighty God. Go with the next slide there. He is our Mighty God. It's true. But you know what? Not everyone believes that He is the Mighty God or that Jesus is the Mighty God that is being prophesied. I was, I was looking this two weeks ago, actually, at an online article, and it was from Jews for Judaism. Because I know that in Judaism, they do not believe that Jesus is the Messiah. So they, they, they receive the Old Testament. They would say, yes, this is the revealed word of God. But they don't believe that Jesus is the Messiah. And so I was wanting to just read, well, what do they believe about this prophecy here. Who is this prophecy written about? And as I was reading through, they were saying it is Hezekiah, King Hezekiah, thirteenth um, king of Judah, um, ruled right after Asa. And um, they they would they would say, and I as I was reading their commentary, they were saying that this king here, this deliverer, this coming deliverer, is King Hezekiah. 
Now, I can, I can see how a, an earthly king would be called or given the title Wonderful Counselor. That makes sense. I could see us giving that title to an earthly king, can't you? Or I could even see the last one, Prince of Peace, being given to an earthly king. But when we come to this one here, Mighty God, and next week, Everlasting Father, I cannot give those titles to an earthly ruler. I can't. Can you? I can't do that. And yet this deliverer who is prophesied about 700 years before Christ ever stepped on, ever came as a baby, he has said that this deliverer will be the mighty God, the everlasting Father. I want to hear from you really quick. When you think of mighty God and you think about Old Testament passages that would have to do with with God displaying his mighty power. What do you think of? Share with me. What do you think of? Yeah, Mike. Yeah, good. That's exactly, that's one of the very first things I thought of. That is a display of God's power. When he parted the Red Sea, I began to hear something over here. Creation, good. Yeah, chronologically, the very first display of God's power was, was his creation of the universe. All he had to do was simply speak it. And it was, it was all of a sudden the existence. Okay, excellent display of God's power. What else do you think of? Sending fire to the altar. Fire to the altar. Good. Elijah uh, with... with um, Kind of ver- Elijah versus these prophets of Baal. Well, let's just see which God is going to be the most powerful. And, and they cried out and there was nothing that happened. And then Elijah prayed to God and God sent fire. And it just, it just dissolved everything. Good. What else do you think of? Other displays of God's power. Okay, uh, burning bush. Excellent. Someone over here. I don't know who. Angie. Good. Thank you, Angie. The burning bush. We're going to get there in a bit. Good. Excellent. You're thinking correct. Yes. Mia. Battle with Gideon. Yes. Good. 30,000 people. I think it was 30,000. No, no, that's too big. Get smaller. No, 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 that's still too big. Get smaller. No, still too big. 300. Okay, now you're good. Now you're good. Now you can go and, and take on. Because God is saying, you have me. You have me and that's all you need. I am the mighty God. I am the mighty God. Throughout the Old Testament, throughout the Old Testament we see evidences of this, of God being a God of might. He's a God of might and power. Angie mentioned the burning bush. I love that you mentioned that, Angie. A couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago, we finished looking at the life of Joseph. And Joseph was taken to Egypt. He was sold as a slave and he was in Egypt. And while he is in Egypt, he becomes the second most powerful man in all of Egypt. 
The only one greater in power is Pharaoh himself. Time goes on. And we read in the very first pages of Exodus that about 430 years have gone on and Joseph and his family, a.k.a. Israel. Israel is living in bondage in Egypt. And we are told in the pages of Scripture that the Egyptians were ruthless to Israel. And it says that there was a king that arose, Pharaoh, who did not know of Joseph or his family. Didn't know any of that story. Didn't know anything about that. And he was ruthless. And he was fearful. Because he was believing that these Israelites are multiplying like crazy. And they're going to outnumber us if we don't do something about it. And so he put them in bondage and made them slaves. And he even got to the point where he was so cruel as to say, if there is a male child born to the Israelite woman, throw him in the Nile River. Throw him there. Discard him. And Israel cried out to God. God, where are you? Help. And God heard their cry for help. And he sent a baby. Don't you love how God answers our prayer and how he works? Because how he works is almost always the complete opposite of how we ourselves would do things. I'm going to answer your request. And the solution is in a baby. And Moses, who should have been killed was placed in a basket of reeds, placed in the river, and delivered. And God raised Moses up, who was raised by the Egyptians, knew them well, knew the culture well, was taught by them. And one day as he's out there, he sees a Hebrew man beating, beating. Or Sorry, vice versa. He sees a Hebrew man being beaten by an Egyptian And I think that there must have been some anger that just came over him because Moses went and killed the Egyptian man. The next day, word got out and Moses feared for his life and he took off for the hills running. And time, we are told, went on and Moses got married and Moses became an ordinary sheep herder. And while he was tending his sheep, sounds like a Christmas carol, while he was tending his sheep, he saw a bush that was lit on fire, but it was not consumed. And that was crazy to him. And out of the bush, God's voice came. Moses. Moses. I have heard the cries of your people. I have seen their misery. And I'm going to send you. 
And I think Moses was terrified. You're going to send me? You're going to send me back to those people? Back to the, the land where I grew up? You want me, a sheep herder, to go to Pharaoh himself? And you want me to say, hey, let my people go. And he's supposed to listen to me? I don't think so. I don't think so. How, what am I supposed to say? What am I supposed to say? Who's sending me? You tell him this, Moses. I am is sending you. I am? I am is sending you. You go tell them that I am has sent you. What if they don't believe me? What am I going to do? Moses, what is in your hand? A stick. That's right. It's a stick. Moses, take your stick. Take your staff. Throw it on the ground. Throw this on the ground. That's right, Moses. You heard me. Throw your staff on the ground. And I think he probably just jumped because it became a snake. And, and God said to Moses, Moses, I want you to go and pick up the snake by the tail. Say, what? I want you to go pick up the snake by its tail. And I think he may have tippy-toed over there and tried to pick it up. And wow, it's a, it's a stick again. It's a staff. It's a staff. And that wasn't quite enough. Moses, put your hand in your cloak. And he put his hand in his cloak, pulled it out. Leprous, white as snow. Ugh. Put it back in your cloak. Puts it back in his cloak. Pulls it back out. It's, fu- it's fine. Moses was, was having all of these... He had, he, there was excuse after excuse. I can't speak. Yeah, you got that right. You can't speak, Moses. Moses, I want you to be obedient. I want you to do this. I want you to go. And Moses was obedient. And Moses went. And Pharaoh's heart was hard. And God displayed mighty act of power after mighty act of power. Plague after plague. Revealing that God is a mighty God. He is a mighty God. Jehovah is mighty God. Isaiah the prophet said about the coming deliverer, the Messiah. His name will be called Wonderful Counselor. But not just Wonderful Counselor. That tells us part of it. It's his title. It tells us a part about who he is. But you are not only to give him just the name simply Wonderful Counselor. Give him the name Mighty God. Why? Because the deliverer, the coming deliverer, will be mighty God. He is mighty God. 
Jesus, the Savior, is mighty God. Do we see this? Do we see this in the New Testament? Do we see this in the Gospels? Yes, we do. When Jesus, when we, we look at the ministry that Jesus had to us, Jesus restored the sight of people who were blind. He made those unable to walk, able to walk. He cast out demons from those possessed. He fed the multitudes using a little boy's lunch. He commanded the winds to stop, and they stopped. He turned water into wine. We even have record of three occasions where people were dead, and they were brought back to life, raised back to life. Is Jesus a mighty God? Absolutely. Absolutely, yes. He is mighty God. We have it foretold that he would be mighty God. Mighty God has been revealed to us. Mighty God has come down to live among us. Mighty God put on flesh. Mighty God became a baby, became one of us. Do you know mighty God? Do you know the mighty God? The mighty God has been revealed to us in the person of Jesus. And he points us to his father. He is the way to the father. Do you know the mighty God? I hope you do. If you don't know the mighty God, the mighty God wants to know you. The mighty God longs to know you. He is the one who has made you. He is the one who has fashioned you. He knows you. And we can know him by faith in Jesus. It is a recognition of who we are, that I am sinful I miss the mark, I am broken, and I need the forgiveness of Jesus. I can have peace with God. I can know peace. He can bring us peace. He longs to give us his peace. He is peace. And when we confess our sin, and we come in faith to Jesus, we are reconciled back to God the Father. That is why Jesus came, to reconcile you and me, who are lost, back to our Father, who we are made for. I trust you have that relationship. If you don't, I trust you sense the Spirit speaking to you right now, saying, you need this relationship. You were made for this relationship. This relationship is available for you. Do you know that relationship? Do you have that relationship? God, I thank you. I thank you that you are the mighty God. God, I thank you that you sent your son, Jesus. Your son, Jesus, is. Jesus, you are the mighty God. You are foretold. You came. You were the mighty God 
who came to pay the price for sin. I thank you for that. God, thank you that we can be restored back to a right relationship with you through Jesus. Lord, we give you praise. Thank you for the peace that we are able to have. Lord, if there is anyone here that does not have that peace, may they have the courage to talk to me or someone who, has come, who they have come with. Father, we, we are able to have that peace. It is found in Jesus. It is in his name we pray. Amen.